0: funfactory.com has partnered with locker room talk and shots so when you use my special code sels20 you get 20% off your fun factory purchase just head to us.funfactory.com and use my code sels20 at checkout for 20% off sex toys lube massage oils and more cheers (laughs) do the sex Hi, this is Annette Benedetti, your hostess for a Locker Room Talk and Shots, the podcast that likes to think of itself as the queer NPR of raunchy women's sex talk. You are about to sit in on the kind of conversations women have on their girls' nights out or behind closed doors while enjoying delicious drinks and dishing about sex. Think fun, honest, and feminist as fuck, and always with the goal of fighting the patriarchy one orgasm at a time. Welcome to The Locker Room. Today's Locker Room talking Shots topic is the secret life of swingers, an inside scoop, and the experts weigh in. Now, folks, I know that I've touched on this topic before with an individual who is a friend of mine who had dabbled in the swinging life. But I'm bringing it today and I'm feeling pretty fucking proud of it. I have folks here who like are really, really experts. Like they have all the answers we want to know. And I'm extra excited about it because as most of you know by now, if you've been listening to my podcast, I dipped my toes in the water of swinging uh, this year, I've I've been giving it a try with my partner, and so I have lots of questions, opinions, and I have two people I get to drill with my questions. Uh, my guests today are Candace and Eric, aka the Impulsive Duo. They are lifestyle advocates, educators, and podcast hosts themselves. They are also the founders of Unicorn Landing, an app and community for women in the lifestyle. You can listen if you're listening uh, you know, to this audibly right now. You can also go and check them out on my YouTube channel, Annette Benedetti. Eric and Candice, I would like you to introduce yourself to my listeners.
1: We, we're Eric and Candace and we have been in swinging lifestyle not extremely long. We've been in it almost two years. And, and the only reason I think that we are huge advocates and stuff and built a platform that we did is because we're very open about it we're very honest about our experiences we like to show the reality of what swinging is not just the hookup spicy side of swinging you know every everybody knows that you're in this lifestyle the fuck um let's face i mean that's why you're doing it but the ups and downs the emotional side and that's what really was our thing was to really start to share that aspect of it and then throughout all of our experiences my wife ended up motivated and created a wonderful app called unicorn landing. Yes.
2: I, I had a lot of very uh, not great experiences when I first got into the lifestyle, Uh, unfortunately with men, um, just a lot of like unsolicited messages and, you know, pictures and what all this women go through on apps. (laughs) And I like women. That's the reason we have decided on this journey is I wanted to explore that side of myself. And so I was like, I want to talk to women. Where do I meet women? Where can I gather women? I don't believe in, you know, approaching women on regular dating apps, unless they're openly in this lifestyle. So where can I create a safe environment for women to be able to make those connections and kind of have that freedom to be themselves? So that's how Unicorn Landing got its start.
0: Candace, now I, we'll get into this end of the podcast, but so you are the one who really decided to launch the Unicorn Landing?
2: Yeah, so Unicorn Landing was my baby, my idea. We'd actually kind of come up with the name Unicorn Landing kind of as a joke one day. And I was like, oh, I want to do something with that. But I didn't know where I was going to go. And I was like, well, I want to create a community for women. Whereas there other women like me who can be free to explore their sexuality? Um, you know, but in a safe environment, there's so many women out there who are new to this And just feel like they get on these apps and they're just bombarded by men. The dating app platform was the easiest way for people to connect with others in their local area. Yeah, So that's kind of, so yes, it was my idea and it started out as a website and then it quickly turned into an app after that. Uh,
0: I just realized something that's kind of big, Eric. Uh, Obviously people who have been listening to this podcast for now two years, 120 some odd Episodes. It's a women's sexuality podcast. Eric, you are the first man who's ever made it on my podcast. As a guest, Uh, I feel like there should be some celebration. And I can't believe it just hit me. That
2: he's so supportive of his wife.
1: Well, no, I I am very supportive, and I mean, I that's where. You know, I was able to help her out with Unicorn Landing and I created my own social media aspect of the male side of the lifestyle because our dynamic is a little different. And I understand the psychology behind men. Men are different than women. We connect different than women do.
0: Thank you for joining me. And thank you, Eric, for being here. I did feel like um, I I obviously came across you guys on social media and I think. Swinging is, and we'll get into what it's about, but it is a couple's activity for the most part. Um, so I'm drinking coffee. It's I woke up at like only an hour and a half ago and had to throw myself together for this. And you guys brought, brought water. So see, see, us sexy people, we're not just alcoholics who fuck all the time. Well, cheers. Let's talk about swinging and sex. All right. So I just want to jump into it. What is the swingers lifestyle.
2: So for me, the swinger lifestyle is, um, I mean, there are many different aspects of like the ethically non-monogamous lifestyle, but when it comes to swinging, it's more, um, you, it's more of like a friendship, friendship, like sexual based. Um, you're just, it's something that like us, you know, we're in a, we consider ourselves, you know, almost monogamous a lot of the time, but then we, we call it spicy sprinkles. We like to add that little bit of hot sexy fun time to our bedroom life and explore the sexuality and so it's more just like fun than it is like building actual um, relationships besides friendships so for us it's um something a couple activity i know that even if you are people that do like the hot wife situations things like that
0: what is the hot wife situation a
2: hot wife would be a if say you're a couple um but i would go off with men or couples by myself So that is called hot wifing. It's not our dynamic, but there are a lot of people out there that do that. And that's still considered part of the swinging lifestyle Um, But because you are reconnecting with your partner. You still have a, you know, you still have your primary partner. You're not really like dating other people. Like we don't consider our relationship open.
0: Right. So my understanding and clarify if I'm wrong, is that in swinging, the couples are, monogamous in the sense of you have your relationship and you do connect with other people to have sex, but it's just sex. It's not building a long-term connection that has commitments.
2: Yeah, that's more of the poly lifestyle. Um, And they do overlap. We know poly people that also swing and vice versa. And sometimes we know people that have swing and it just accidentally happened and all of a sudden they're in a poly relationship. And that you know, it happened very organically. So um, they do, they can't overlap. Um, but us personally, we're not out seeking like a, you know, another person to join our relationship. And
1: we're not also in an open relationship where in like an open relationship, you, you have your primary partner, but you're dating other people. There's no dating at all and swinging. It is friendship and it is every now and then you have some fun.
0: Yeah. Fun with friends. You get naked with friends. Right. Folks, if you listen to my last podcast, I interviewed a couple that became a throuple and dated specifically for becoming a throuple. That's very different than what we are talking about today in swinging. Um, can you talk about the different dynamics in swinging? For example, there are couples like you and others who invite unicorns in there are couples that swap I, I mean there seems to be from my perspective a variety of dynamics can you talk about the different dynamics and then share which dynamics you you participate in so you have
1: a lot of different dynamics because there's there's no rule book on how to be a swinger or what swinging is like this is how to be a swinger this, these are the rules you follow no no the, and the reason for all the different terms is so that, let's face it, couples that are in this lifestyle, you don't have a lot of time. This isn't your number one life priority, so you want to know what somebody's into real quick. So you have the couples that typically what we've learned is the majority of the couples that get into the lifestyle to begin with are the wife is bisexual, the male is straight. Um, so essentially they're looking for a unicorn, and a unicorn is a single bisexual female who will play with couples. Um, And then most couples will find out, okay, they're very hard to find. So then you look for other couples. Then you also have the dynamic of like, um, you have the stag vixen uh, dynamic, which is the dynamics where they like to watch each other, um, you know, pretty much have sex.
0: What is the stag vixen dynamic? So the stag
1: vixen dynamic is watching each other have sex with a different partner, but not in a degrading fashion. So it's not a, it's not the cuck fashion where a a cuck is the degrading side. Um, to where the stag vixen is more of just the watching essential side, being there, sometimes maybe participating towards the end, what have you. Then you also have a bull, which uh, is one of the most overused terms, I think, because single men find out there's a term called a bull, which is a well-endowed male who's single in the lifestyle. But I, I always feel that a bull also the biggest thing that makes somebody a bull in this lifestyle is that they understand and know what this lifestyle is about. That just because a woman's a swinger doesn't mean her legs are open for everybody. Women aren't addicted to sex. They're not in this because their partner isn't pleasing them. They're not there to try and replace the husband or the boyfriend or anything. They're there just for fun. And as a friend, respectful to boundaries and communicating. Yeah.
0: Cause I get asked
2: on a daily basis,
0: like, Oh, when's it my turn with you or. Ooh. Ooh. Like also guys don't ask that. When is it my turn? Go fuck yourself.
2: Men like to degrade you like that. So unfortunately, there is a stigma, but the actual bulls, like genuinely good bulls are men, like Eric said, who understand the lifestyle. They respect the boundaries. They respect our relationship. They just enjoy the fun, sexy dynamic. And they're also being respectful and not approaching me. They're approaching my husband. Mm -hmm.
0: Smart.
1: And then you also, I mean, you have a dragon, which is more of a BDSM term, which is a single bisexual uh, male. Because there are a lot of bisexual males or bicurious males in the lifestyle, but there's a lot of masculinity, like toxic masculinity, where a lot of guys aren't open about their bisexuality. Women are very open about bisexuality, men are not. Um, and so there's actually a huge demand for that in the lifestyle, mm-hmm. too. And again, they understand and know what the lifestyle is about. If you were to do a dictionary on all the terms and all the dynamics, I mean, you literally would have pages full of all these terms. Yeah.
0: What dynamics do you two plan? specifically so
2: so I'm bisexual I like women and Eric and I have known this since we met um and you know I've, I've had these conversations with him I was in a monogamous monogamous relationship um and married with some you know before Eric for 12 years and I knew that was a side of me I wanted to explore and then I met Eric and uh, you know we felt we became really good friends and fell for each other but it was something I still wanted to explore so we, of course, like the typical swinger, I, you know, we like to bring in unicorns, find fun, you know, attractive women to have a good time with, but I like to make friends with them. Um, I I have to have a little bit of a connection with people. I can't just, I'm, I have a hard time with like any sort of like stranger hookup, anything like that. Um, so for me, I like to make those connections. Um, but we also know unicorns are very hard to find. And that's how it kind of evolved into the more couples swapping thing with us is we're like, oh, well, there's other couples who are looking for women and other couples. And then we kind of started to explore that avenue as far as like meeting other couples. And so our dynamic is we will meet other couples. And if we all vibe and, you know, the, we're very big on vibe and if it feels right, everyone's attracted, everyone's having a good time. And it just naturally happens. We don't like to plan things. And the women have to be bisexual, like the other women, because um, that's kind of, you know, why we like to do that. So we're open to the couple swapping because that dynamic, it can be really hot. Like once you kind of get into it, we've had some extremely like hot experiences. We've also had some awkward challenging experiences um and then like there's soft swap as well which is another term
0: when you say you swap do you guys swap in the same room
1: you have same room play and you have separate rooms so there's couples that will play separately and you you'll you'll meet up with a couple and you'll literally both go to different rooms and you fucking different rooms
0: do you guys do that Uh, no No. we only do same room play yeah, it no. seems like For weird us, I like
2: the of like watching him while I'm having fun and hearing them and touching the girl and touching the other guy. And there's body parts touching body parts. Mm-hmm. For me, that's the part we like. We like to be all right there. Everybody touching everybody and having fun.
0: So you do couples and you do unicorn uh, yeah. women. Do you do uh, single men? My code S-E-L-S-20 is your key to kicking off the sexiest new year ever had when you use it at funfactory.com. Enjoy 20% off Fun Factory's luxury products including vibrators, cock rings, lube, and more when you use my code S-E-L-S-20. Check out the Vim Vibrating Wand. Yes, the one featured on this podcast thumbnail. Grab the nose vibrating cock ring and experience more simultaneous orgasms in 2024. And don't Forget to check out their rabbit style vibes. I'm talking about the lady by for toe curling blended o's all year long. Just fill your cart and use code SELS twenty at checkout and enjoy twenty percent off when you shop FunFactory.com. Cheers. Um,
2: that- it's not my sexual desire. Um, there is a whole another side of things that we do, like OnlyFans content. For OnlyFans content, we have. (laughs) It makes, you know, it's good money. And it's not that I hate it, but it's not my, like, I don't have a strong desire. It's not something that I, like, enjoy sexually. And
1: and it's not, and it's not. There's a a lot
2: of dick in your face.
1: Yeah, And it's (laughs) it's not really a thing of mine.
2: I don't really have this strong desire to sleep with other men. The couple thing is fun, but only because. Only if the other wife is bisexual and we're getting to
0: play and touch
2: and, you know, like we're all having fun.
0: What are some rules? Are there some common rules for swinging? I feel like
2: everyone in the lifestyle calls it your boundaries. What are your boundaries as a couple? Yeah.
0: So a lot of the common
2: ones I think are going to be same room or separate room play. Same room play is pretty common. Um, I think, um, and then people will have either full swap or soft swap, which meaning there's no penetration don't mind playing, touching, oral, wives kissing, wives touching. But as far as um, some people have a little bit of a hard time with the actual, like having sex with another partner, the actual penetration for safety reasons.
1: And a lot of couples start off who are new with soft swap. Yeah. Because, I mean, from a guy's standpoint, a woman. I mean, you've never seen your partner fuck somebody else. Watching your partner fuck somebody else. It's either really hot or it is a traumatic experience. I mean, it really is. That's yeah. the reality of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you almost have to kind of build up to it or you already have that kind of mindset. That you or it's one about. of those
2: things where you're like, I don't know, I don't know, but you yeah. get into that situation and it's really hot and you're in that room and things are happening. And you're like, wow, actually, like there's been times where er- things that Eric would have no idea would turn him on. And then it's all of a sudden like, you know, Mm -hmm. like watching you do that, like was so such a turn on for me. And like, I had no idea I'd ever think that was hot, but like, you know how it is, how you get when you're in that sexual turned on moment, things are way hotter than they are when you're like, Not. It's like almost if you ever watch like some really weird porn or something, you're like, "Did I just watch this?" Yeah. Another
1: (laughs) another common boundary too is protection. I mean, Mm -hmm. a lot of people are very big on protection use and also STD, STD STI uh, test results.
2: Yeah. So that's a big one in the lifestyle. So a lot of people are always like, "Oh, aren't you guys afraid of STDs?" As you know, and people in the lifestyle are very take it very seriously because we also we have friends, we have a reputation to protect. And we have each other to protect. So when I was single, I was not getting STD checked all the time. Like, you know, I mean, I tried to be careful, but it wasn't like a big priority of mine. uh, Like it should be. But when I'm in the swinger lifestyle, I'm, you know, you don't want to give anybody anything. You don't want to give your part, you know, so we're con We're getting STD checked all the time, doing at-home tests. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I, my doctor knows I'm in a lifestyle. She'll do it any anytime. When we carry those STD results around, I have it on my phone. I can show anybody at any time. The, kiss, the, kissing, the
1: kissing ones hit and miss. It goes through waves. We'll do, um, like a live stream or something that everybody in there is, is no kissing. And then you will do a live stream and everybody in there is, well, why don't you kiss type deal?
0: Wait. So there are people who go into swinging and they're like, you, you can't kiss each other.
2: Again, I don't really have the strong desire to sexually be with other men. Um, I kiss women obviously that's fine. I'll make out with women all day, all day, as many as I can. Um, as far as like sitting and intimately making out with another man, not on my to-do list. Um, it's more just sexual. It's not like we're just sitting, making out now, obviously if you're making out and there's kissing and you know, whatever on the neck and that's fine, but it's not just this like intimate, like you're not having this like make out session with the opposite sex. Mm Eric is also very weird about personal boundaries and
1: touch eric is
0: like you can kiss my dick yeah
1: exactly and and that's and that's where people so i'm I'm very open about it like so i have level one autism which is you have a bubble essentially so i have to get to know people i mean even with my wife and i we do not kiss a whole lot what i'm what i mean by that though is like sex to me is sex kissing is not sex kissing to me is actually very intimate because i've let you into this area Um, and so for somebody, I don't really know to start getting towards my face. I don't like that. So now all of a sudden, now I'm not excited about the moment anymore and fucking, Now I'm more concerned of, I have to keep you away from my face because you're invading my space. (laughs) And some people, it doesn't make sense, but to some it's like, oh shit, okay, that makes total sense.
2: And we've met a lot of couples who just don't kiss the opposite partner above the neck. Yeah, like things happen, but you're not just sitting there on the bed having this like intimate makeout session.
1: And again, that's just our boundary. I found it's really kind of almost split 50-50. There are couples um it, because a lot of people take kissing as almost more intimate than sex mm-hmm. um to watch your wife with another guy or whatever is cool i'm with another girl you know we're we're all having fun uh but then to look over and somebody passionately just making out and stuff can th- definitely throw you off and give you, you like, that what, the, my, my what the fuck you know what i mean and so that's where it comes down to why it's so important to, to, to you know, to share what your boundaries are. Because you always
2: have those conversations before you go into yeah. any
1: sort of situation. Um, and like another one is a lot of people will not play if somebody is drunk, drunk. And what I mean by that is it's one thing to have a couple drinks or have a little bit of a buzz going, but somebody who's shit faced and stuff and then wanting to play and you just, okay, let's play. Well, bom- everything, it's going to go bad.
2: Yeah. And yeah. Eric is sober. So Eric's been sober for six years this July. And so for him... Any, you know, he doesn't mind drinking and I socially drink. I don't get wasted, but like, you know, I socially drink. And so, but for him, it's like if he's with, because there has been one situation that we had where everybody, I ended up drinking too much and they were drinking too much and Eric's just kind of over there like sober and there were some boundaries crossed and Eric just got really uncomfortable.
0: Well, I mean, also there's the consent aspect of it. Like it's hard to know if someone's truly consenting if they're trashed, right?
2: Yeah. And then the other boundary that we have that is, common ish is the men do not finish inside other women. So for safety reasons, I mean, obviously there's vasectomies, birth control, things like that, but you know, just in case a lot of times that is the most intimate moment of sex is when you're having that, like, especially for men. And so when you're re it's almost like you start with your partner, you're doing all these hot things, but it's like, you're, you know, you're winding down the end of the night you're, you're getting tired and you have that, like, emotional, like, you know, release and your orgasm, you know, for Eric, especially. He likes to do that with me.
0: How long have you two been together?
2: Two, only two and a half years.
1: Yeah.
0: And did you so start no. out monogamous?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I would say monogamous, but we started out, no, because, I mean, we started out. Talking about wanting to have fun with girls, but we didn't for, I mean, we didn't for a little while. It was just conversations. I also explored a little bit on my own, like played with a couple of girls alone.
0: I was going to ask you, Candice. So you are bisexual. I'm bisexual as well. Did you have relationships and sex with women before coming into the lifestyle? Or was the lifestyle Uh, a way for you to explore? We'll be right back. Start the new year off with a bang. My code EXPLORES15 gets you 15% off Womanizer.com's famous pleasure air tech sex toys. You know, the clit-satisfying sucking sensation that guarantees explosive orgasms. Just go to Womanizer.com and check out my personal favorite, the Womanizer Duo Two get ready for blended orgasms or the premium too. Womanizer.com has something for you, whether you are seeking clitastic satisfaction, blended orgasms, or explosive G-spot experiences, just shop womanizer.com and use my code EXPLORES15 at checkout for 15% off. That's 15% off all womanizer.com products with my code EXPLORES15 at checkout. Cheers.
2: I had before when I was younger, um, before my last relationship or before, you know, when I was before my monogamous marriage. And then I, um, I had dated and like talked to a couple of girls, but I wasn't this fucker showed up and freaking I fell for him, ruined it, ruined all my sex. I was single and I was gonna, I got this new bed and I was like, I'm gonna have all this lesbian sex on this. <laughs> no. And I met him ruined it for me you ruined, ruined all my sex
0: I know. no
2: but he was always very supportive I mean he's always been a very open-minded type of person anyways but I was like you know this is something I still want to explore and even that he was like okay and I, I like I said I had hooked up with a few girls even alone without him and he was like, go for it, Have a good time. Or like, I want, I
0: want you to explore that. So I guess this is where I want to jump into my experience in swinging oh. and sort of talk to you guys about it. Um, now, I don't know. I, I guess I'm assuming it's a, a universal app. My partner and I decided we wanted to give it a try. And we heard of Cassidy. Do you guys know mm-hmm. about the Cassidy website? Yeah. The web- so I'm going to tell you my impressions yeah. right off the bat. And I, and I feel like I as you guys know. Swinging definitely comes with a stigma in some communities, queer communities, straight community. It comes with a negative stigma, which I'm totally against when it comes to pretty much everything sexual. So, But I did experience some of the things I have and am experiencing some of the things that I'm like, oh, that's why it gets this reputation. So I want an opportunity to talk to you guys about that. So we get on the app, and the number one thing I notice is all of the profiles lead with the woman's body. Most of the time, the men aren't even pictured in it. And most of the women in most of the profiles are – and. First of all, let me say I want women to do whatever they want with their bodies to feel good about themselves. But most of the women in the pictures have had extensive work done and have what I would call kind of the 80s, you know, model body. And the men are nowhere to be found until you get access finally to the pictures of them. And no offense, Eric, you're a handsome dude, but the men, oh, guys. Put down the burgers and beer for five minutes. And and as a woman on the app, I'm looking at my guy who happens to be in phenomenal physical shape um, and really into health and fitness. I'm lucky that way. And I'm like, dude, (laughs) like it feels like false advertising. It feels like using a woman's image to wrangle in another woman and slip in subpar dick. That's how it feels. Um, and so I, ca- it, have you guys noticed this, Candace, does this resonate with you?
2: So, yes, we do see that side of it. And a lot of guys try to, and that's where the whole thing of, I don't have a need to sleep with other men. As I'm, And we call it taking one for the team, just because the wife's hot, like, I'm not going to sleep with, I don't need a dick so bad that I'm going to sleep with another man, subpar dick. Um, just to, just to be a swinger or just to hook up with his wife or anything like that. So that's where a lot of swingers are so picky and you will hear people find it so difficult to find four people that
1: all vibe, all
2: all attractive, all vibe, everything like that. That is one of the most difficult things, but yes, most will use their wives sexy boudoir photos or those kind of photos to attract people you should always just put your first picture just you two I, it's false advertise.
0: so you guys put a photo of you both up front. yeah
2: we we have like a photo we use for a lot of stuff it's just our kind of like logo photo except actually I will I lied on unicorn landing it is just a photo of me but that was only because it was a girl's app and i i kind of well now that i'm the founder of it i kind of have like my featured photo so it's just like keep it there because that's how everyone recognizes me but um they know i mean at this point they know us. but i have a couple photos on there right away like the second photo is you and i so it's like i'm not trying to
1: like a lot of couples also will have like the women like you said they'll have those token pictures that they'll use It, it is very common to see that um that it's typically going to be the woman, especially if they're newer in the lifestyle, too.
2: But then, have you noticed? It's the woman's picture, but who are you talking to?
0: The man. The man is the one emailing. It feels yucky and like someone's trying to trick me. Outside of the Cassidy app, swingers often also get onto the other apps and the profile is under the woman. I'll match with a woman and I'm excited about going on a date with this woman. And then suddenly it's like, oh, and by the way, my husband and I date together. And I'm like, whoa, wait a second. But so we've what?
2: had a couple of girls on like regular dating apps, like Bumble, Tinder, things like that. You know, when we first were getting into the lifestyle and I'd be like, so like, I couldn't get it out of them. I'm like, so what are you into? Are you a couple? You know, like they wouldn't spill it, like spit it out. And then like we had a couple of girls that would like act like they were unicorns and want our attention. And then all of a sudden they'd be like, well, actually I, we had multiple women be like, yeah. oh, actually I have a boyfriend, but he doesn't really know I'm on these apps. I'm like, What? Dang. and and it
1: gives and it gives a horrible stigma to it too because i mean people aren't on bumble they're not on tinder and stuff to find couples typically they're on there to date and that's where you really know that a couple's new to the lifestyle because they don't really at that point even know of swinger apps but then the the other big is too is that you run onto swinger apps and so many of them are ran by guys but it's all the women's pictures mm-hmm. and guys aren't dumb we're gonna lure people in with our hot wives because let's face it um as a male in this lifestyle, I can tell you the wife usually will usually will get more attention than what the husband's going to get. Um, so how do I get attention from others? Well, I got to use my hot wife. You know what I mean?
0: Mm-hmm. But Candace, do you find that deflating and frustrating sometimes? Because I know for myself, I I found it frustrating Um I I would also say I'm a super body positive uh, person. Like I'm attracted to yeah. a wide variety of people. And but I, I think for me, it's just seeing the juxtaposition of these women yeah. who are doing all this work, getting that, you know, there are at least on Cassidy. And again, women do what you want to do. There are more, you know, boob jobs and tummy tucks and oh. than I have so seen anywhere else.
2: Yeah. So especially websites like that, like a lot of the apps are going to be, which we have discovered, are a lot of the apps are, um, people ask us what's the best one. We'll always say, it depends on where you live. Where do you live? Cassidy is huge in Florida and Las Vegas. There's people who look for certain types of people. And, you know, body types and they want people, you know, people that look like that want other people that look like that. And that's absolutely great. I do know that there are a lot of those apps are regional, regional. That one we have it like where we live. I don't really use Cassidy. I have a Cassidy profile. I don't really use it. Just not very popular where we live. Not many people use it. So, yeah, there are definitely that. And then feeling kind of like a piece of me, like for me. And that was even like with the whole unicorn landing thing. It was like, I want to just talk to genuine women who are curious about exploring their sexuality. I want to talk to the wives. You know, I want to talk to girls who are openly unicorns. I also don't like, you know, like I won't approach women on like regular apps unless they openly say they're women because it feels very predatory to, you know, like, I'm not just going to like, hey, hey, are you interested in hooking up with a couple?
0: Okay. So I want to address that. Um, I have noticed women who come into their bisexuality, meaning not that they discover they're bisexual, but they start to explore their bisexuality through the swinger lifestyle. Something I've noticed that happens is that their approach to connecting with other women can often seem predatory. It is, I'm finding women to bring back to my man um, and I've heard that said from women who are yeah. genuinely bisexual but the way that they've learned to, to be bisexual is through this uh, through swinging which for them is I need to go out I need to go out and get women to bring back yeah. to my relationship so
2: that's that's exactly where that exact stigma lies you need to go out and get women. every woman, every u- unicorn or woman that we have been with has approached us. We do not actively seek out women. Now, again, if they're on an app and they're labeled as a unicorn and I happen to match with them and I might like, be like, Hey, but I'm not going to push anything. I'm not going to pry into these women's lives. Let's. I mean, that's where like that whole hunting term, nobody wants to deter, you know, to be hunted all of a sudden it's two people against one, um, Women, single women are allowed to explore their sexuality. They're allowed to be unicorns, but they're just as equal to a couple. They, you know what I mean? They, they don't deserve to be, if anything, they have more power than the couples do because they can call the shots. Um, and there's so few of them that they can be as picky as they would like. So as far as, and that's why we always tell people, we have men constantly reaching out to us. I can't find a, I, we can't find a unicorn. My wife and I can't find a unicorn. I can't find a unicorn. There's your problem right there. Your problem is you are trying to find a unicorn. Your wife is not making connections with other women, making friends, building those relationships. And your wife is not connecting. Women are a lot less threatened by other women and building those friendships. And it's almost like any woman that we've been with, like I said, has approached us and I've become better friends with. They like me. They're kind of just like, oh, yeah, you're just We're Eric's just here for the parts, for the fun. You know what I mean? Because they want to have sex, too. It's for fun. And they understand that. But I've also built a relationship with them and they have respect and we've, yeah, we have not had any bad unicorn experiences because we have not treated it in such a demeaning or derogatory way.
0: Another question I have for you, Candace, as a bisexual woman, I put in my profile as a boundary rule for me is I would only join people where the woman was truly queer as fuck. And I literally said that like, I don't want bi-curious. I don't... There's also bi-comfortable, which makes me feel... Like, bi-comfortable feels like, oh, you're comfortable with me. Is that... My
2: friend just had a conversation about this this weekend about a girl that she had met. And the girl was like, well, I've never been with a girl but you could teach me and like, see if I like it. And she goes, that doesn't feel very sexy or consensual. Like see if you like it. And I know everybody has to have their first time. And I remember my first time with a woman, I made it very clear it was my first time and I was nervous, but I wanted to do it. It wasn't like a, Oh, well, maybe I'll like it. Just teach me like,
1: yeah, no. And, and I mean, that's the thing. And, and it's kind of almost a red flag in a sense of like, when you have someone, a girl or even, you know, or guy. a guy would be like, They're like, we're just, we just want to kind of try this out. And if a girl's just kind of curious, and especially if she has a partner, that is like a nightmare because they are usually not on the same page. And the guy, the guys, guys, yeah, we've dealt with this where the guys literally like, Hey, convince my wife to do this.
2: Guys tell us like, Oh, my wife has mentioned it a few times. I think she'd really like it if she would just try it. I'm like, you mean you want your wife to be bisexual so you can reap the benefits. Like your wife isn't actually bisexual. And here's the other thing that we're really big on. Just because you enjoy touching body parts in the bedroom, men and women, does not define your sexuality. Body parts are body parts. And Uh things can feel good. It does not mean you're bisexual.
0: Right. So the other side of that, um, before we wrap this up with benefits and how to get started in the Uh swinger lifestyle, is do you ever have women who actually like they're bisexual because they want to get in bed with your dude but you start kissing on them and you can tell oh you really aren't into me i know when a woman's into me i've been fucking women long enough to know when you're here for some pussy uh, and i definitely have had situations where they said they were bisexual and um, but they were like, clearly they wanted to get to the cock and we kissed and I was like, oh, I feel creepy. Like something's off. Yeah. And it was what, what I call performative bisexuality to get to the dick. We'll be right back. Kick off the new year with a jaw-dropping 30% off of some of the hottest sex toys and my favorite, Gleam Lube, with code EXPLORES30 when you shop thethruster.com. Known as the home of the incredible Build Your Own Thruster Prime, thethruster.com is also partnered with lassiere.com, where you'll find gorgeous vibrating steel toys, and boutiquevola.com, where you can grab a vibrating lipstick, a rubber ducky that gets lucky, or even get pounded by... Thor's Hammer, literally. All for 30% off with code EXPLORES30. Just head to thethruster.com where you'll find The Thruster, Lassier, and Boutique Voila, and enjoy 30% off your site-wide purchases with code EXPLORES30 at checkout. Cheers.
2: Um, so we, I make all of our connections and that's kind of one of, again, we guess we didn't really touch on that a ton in boundaries. I make all of our connections. I went with women. I make those initial connections. Again, every woman that we have been with are women that I have gotten to know very well. Um, they more just want me than him. And I make that very apparent. If I saw a girl that it was even, cause there has been a few situations where they're, they're definitely like a little more like flirty with him or, you know, things like that. I'll cut it out right there because I don't want to be, he's even had girls that he has hooked up with before when we were single, reach out and be like, Oh, so I hear I could fuck you again. If All I have to do is fuck your wife. I'm like, that's not how it works. Now (laughs) Now I'm a piece
1: of (laughs) Yeah, no. And, and and it's out there, but because of, Our our big boundary is like she makes the connections. There's a lot of reasons behind that. Um, We actually really avoid that situation. But that situation does happen a lot. Actually, it's not super uncommon. That's actually, it does happen.
0: What would you say some of the benefits are to jumping into the swinger lifestyle?
1: The best I would say is your communication, your relationship. I mean, because the swinger, the swinger relationship deals with everything a monogamous relationship deals with. I mean, they both deal with jealousy, insecurities, communication, um, all of that, where in this lifestyle you have to address it because you're fucking other people. You know, you can't push it all under the rug and then 10 years later try to unpack all that baggage and you know, all the the normal stuff of monogamy where in this, you have to address every situation as it comes up and you, you start to learn how to communicate with each other. And so you get a lot closer because I mean, it, you can be open about fantasies. You can be open about a lot of different things. Um, and it transfers into other aspects of your life that you can communicate about bills and you can communicate about money and you can communicate about so many things so much easier where you're actually listening to your partner. You're not just, you know, Oh, well, this is how it is. And, and, you know, being upset or pissy about it. You literally both have to validate each other's feelings.
2: Yeah. Like, I don't feel like there's anything I could even possibly hide from you anyway. Like, you know what I mean? We're just been, we've been so open about once you get so open about sex and those type of conversations and good and bad situations, it's like, you're just so used to being so open and honest and vulnerable with each other that it's like, if you don't communicate and you don't, you can't hold resentment in this lifestyle. If something happens, I can't just be like, I don't, I don't hold it in. I'm like, oh, that irritated me. He did that or said that to that girl or did this literally like later that night. I'm like, fuck you. This is what you did. You hurt my feelings. This happened. And you're not pushing it under the rug because it'll destroy a relationship real quick. If you're mm-hmm. holding any sort of resentment or you're not on the same page, your partner's not hundred percent, your priority.
1: You have to respect Validate the, each yeah. other's feelings and all of that. Yeah. So, I mean, it definitely brings you very close to that aspect as a partner. And don't get me wrong. I mean, it's, like I love perfect, I love yeah. her, and, and sex with her is my favorite and stuff, but it's nice to have a variety a little bit yeah
2: we call them our spicy sprinkles
1: yeah
0: it keeps it keeps the passion alive yeah. and interesting and something we don't have time to talk about in this podcast, but maybe we'll get another time to chat yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna... I do think you had brought up briefly the um reclaiming of each other. And I certainly experienced that with my partner after we've gone and we've played at a sex club or we've had a swinging experience and we come back and we fuck each other. It's like it is like this deepening of a connection um, that's pretty intense. I would like um, starting with Candace, what would you say your top tips. Give me like three, maybe four, for women who are going into the lifestyle. What are some tips you would give them?
2: So always know why you want to go into the lifestyle. You're not doing, you know, is there a part that you're doing it for yourself? You're not doing it to please your man. You're not trying to keep him around because it's something he wants. You're doing it for yourself. Um, you don't owe anybody anything. As I learned that real quickly, I had men bombarding me. I'd be like, well, I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings, or I don't want to, hold true to your boundaries 100%. I have no problem if someone approaches me and I'm like, don't feel comfortable. If our guy keeps messaging me, I'd be like, well, you can add your wife to this conversation or the conversation's done. Like I, I have no problem holding completely true to my boundaries. Well, you don't owe anybody sex. You don't owe anybody your body. Um, you only do what feels good and what feels right. It's okay to quit in the middle. It's okay to quit half, you know, when you get there, like it's okay to say no. Um, And yeah, just have fun. Like, it's so good for body confidence when other people are finding you attractive. It does, it it is good for body, you know, confidence. And just, I don't know, it's supposed to, and that's the other thing we're really big on. It's supposed to be fun. The second the lifestyle stops being fun and you become stressed, uncomfortable, unhappy, step away, take a break. You don't, you know, it's okay to like, take a break.
0: And do you feel like Candace women should feel pressured to alter their bodies or get the plastic surgery or do any of that stuff to participate? No.
2: So that is it. People, we get asked that all the time too. I get asked so much like, Oh, I'm a five pounds overweight. I'm 20 pounds overweight. Am I, is there a place for me in the lifestyle? Every club we go, walk into any lifestyle club, there are people of all body, shapes, sizes, races, sexuality, everything. There is a place for everybody in this lifestyle. It's just like dating. There's a place for everybody in society and the dating world. You find people who you vibe with and who you're sexually attracted to.
1: And, and some of the people that we've hooked up with, I mean, we've played with people who maybe at first you didn't you didn't look at them and you were like, oh, they're not necessarily a 10 or, you know. And you look at them and you're like, okay. But then you're done talking to them and you, your vibe is so well now they're attractive now you're like yeah let's play let's have and and it's a fun and playful experience and that was because the vibe was there the connection was there it's not like you're looking for a forever partner I already got mine I'm just looking for some fun with somebody else
0: so that brings me to you uh what tips would you give to men in the lifestyle
1: Um, To learn to be vulnerable, to learn to be open with your emotions and to share, because that's a lot of what the biggest struggles are, is that women are very open and very emotional creatures where men are very logical creatures. Um, And so for us to be very open and, and sharing and validating for our partner and to really dive into some of the stuff that actually will make you maybe jealous or make you insecure, you have to own all that and you have to do it with your partner. Um, and to really take your time with your boundaries. Cause again, everything that you see on porn and stuff like that, yeah, it all looks hot. But when you're doing it, some of that shit might fuck you up. And then there might be stuff that you don't think you're okay with that you're all of a sudden okay with. And things that you thought you were okay with all of a sudden you're not okay with. I mean, you have to even with boundaries and stuff in this lifestyle, it all evolves and changes over time. And so it's I think it's just hugely important for guys, especially okay and fine and I'm good are not answers. You know, you, you have to have conversation and be able to listen to your spouse, put yourself in her shoes, have her put herself in your shoes, and to really overcome any objections or challenges that can happen.
0: I love that. Okay and fine are not answers. That's profound. And I it, it's true within sex and outside of sex and in any kind of relationship. That's not said enough. Conversations need to happen. What kinds of couples do you think the lifestyle would be right for
2: you have to have a very solid relationship there's nothing more attractive to us when we meet somebody and they're just in love they just love each other they just talk about their spouse they're like my wife's so hot like my wife you know this and that and they just adore each other you have you can't if you're in you you think about going to lifestyle because you're like "Mm, i'm not satisfied with my wife i want to fuck someone else not the right people to be in the lifestyle, you probably need to work on your relationship, maybe some couples therapy, and, first. and, you, and you can
1: tell too. And it's not you attractive, they, right they, come off, they come off more aggressive with just wanting to hook up in a yep. sense.
2: So, yeah, people that are just in love with each other, they have a very strong foundation, very um, they're curious about kind of you know, there's either their sexuality or just experiencing those fantasies. And we always tell people it's okay to start slow, you don't need to wake up one day and be like, I'm a swinger now. It's okay to just maybe go to a club and just sit back and watch. See how you feel. Maybe download an app, get into a group chat with a couple, or you know whatever, and just chatting. See how do you feel talking to other people? How do you feel your partner talking to other people in front of you? What parts of it do you like? Not like? Like you don't need to just wake up and be like, hey, we're gonna go to a club this weekend and fuck some other people. Like that could. Ta- we know people that have just taken like year or two like a while mm-hmm. before they even got to that point and
1: the people that get into it are the people i mean if you like voyeuristic side mm-hmm. or the exhibitionist side you know that's a huge part that's that's for people in the swinger lifestyle there are people that are in this lifestyle that just like to be watched or like to watch you know and and that's you, okay too you know, yeah yeah if you want to explore the sexual fantasies together you know she was bisexual and she wanted to experiment with that okay great you know that's the type of couple that this lifestyle is good for um and even if you have a real if you really love each other really are in love with each other but you do have that just your sex life isn't there anymore let's face it i mean we've all kind of been there where you have those highs and lows um we haven't been there (laughs) but 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 we've all been there i'm sure in a relationship where you know you do love each other truly and you find each other attractive it's just not there this can add a little bit of that added spice to it and again a lot of times people i think think of swinging they think of just jumping in and fucking other people and that's not the case
0: Yeah, yeah. So it sounds like your relationship has to be solid, being Mm -hmm. in love and knowing exactly what you're going into it for. Getting started in swinging. You have brought up swingers clubs a lot. Um, What are swingers clubs and how does one find them?
2: Um, so a lifestyle club is, um, so every state is different as far as like rules, boundaries, laws, everything, like every County is different because they are sex clubs. They're usually membership only, um, finding them. There are apps, like there's an app called SLS. They have a list of clubs. Um, even like we have a Facebook group that we run that we have a list of clubs on there and a lot of it's word of mouth, join local Facebook groups, local
1: Meet and gr- go to meet and greets yeah. there's a lot if of Fet
2: life greets, is life a is good place to find meet and greets things like that um and then just honestly getting on social media i mean follow follow swingers on tiktok follow swingers on facebook you know and you'll start to see them talk about events and different things and you just kind of engross yourself in that like community and knowledge and it's just like a a snowball
0: house parties, swingers house parties. Uh, I got invited to one and we were not able to go because we were out of town. But how do you find swingers house parties?
1: A lot of those are through uh, word of mouth. You, so you want to get kind of tied into your local community. One of the easiest things is Life is a website out there. It's more for the BDSM kink community. So you search local events and you'll see meet and greets or stuff for this house parties or vettings um and typically with a house party it is you know it's hosted by a couple or whoever so they're gonna vet people out you have to be typically vetted out to come to a house party because again you're having people come under your house so you want to know who these people are yeah um so you if you check like fat like for example is a great way to find different house parties out there go get yeah like them.
2: we started a facebook um, group here locally and so we've brought like helped grow this community here like there's we have a facebook group with about a thousand people in it now And so that's a good way. Like, everyone's like, oh, party here, there. People will post, you know, different parties, things like that.
1: Talking to others, though, is where you really find out about them. Like, hey, so-and-so throws a party twice a year. You guys should check it out. Um, And then
2: once you're invited to one and you're vetted, then all of a sudden now we're being invited to more. Like, we were invited to a party this weekend, which we're not able to go to. But it was like, you know, it's like, oh, there's so-and-so throwing a party. Do you guys want to come? And, like, once they know you're kind of in the lifestyle, you almost get, like, some secret invites, things like that.
0: So you use a lot of terms. And I think that by sharing these terms, it will be easier for people to search for things. Yeah. So I have referred to swinging and being swingers. You keep saying the lifestyle. Can you walk my listeners through different terms they can Google or look up that will lead them all back to the same place, which is the swinger lifestyle?
1: Easy is the swingers lifestyle. Is the easiest. The reason we're geared just to use lifestyle because in a lot of social media you have to edit your words.
0: What is pineapple? Let's talk about the pineapple because people do not know about that. What is so, the whole pineapple thing? So
2: the upside down pineapple is the international sign of swingers. um Eric can go into kind of how it became. He did some research on it because he does get asked that. Um, so this, a pineapple itself just by itself, is a symbol of hospitality. You'll see a lot of hotels, um, hospitality industry use the pineapple. It's just became a symbol of hospitality. Now, if you flip the pineapple upside down, it became a sign of hospitality in a spicier way. Yeah, You a, read about
1: swing, it. It, it, it. got it, Before the internet, nobody knew how to necessarily identify a swinger party, any of that, so it became an upside-down pineapple as a hospitality spicy party at somebody's you house. You put it
2: upside-down on your front porch, um, and people and would was, be like, that's the
1: house. Right, and it wasn't anything that was even acknowledged until 2017. It was finally acknowledged that the upside-down pineapple is a symbol of swinger uh, lifestyle. Um, So now it's it's heavily identified as that. But for the longest time, it was just an upside-down pineapple was people swinging and having a sex party. And that's how you knew they were having a party at their house was there was a pineapple upside-down.
0: Wow. We just got a little history lesson from you. 2017, the pineapple upside-down became an official sign of the swinger lifestyle. Thank you, sir. And to wrap up this podcast, maybe you guys just – one or two quick tips somebody listening today is like that's it i'm taking the leap honey let's get ready let's go swing first of all what should they do
2: um first of all have the make sure you're having the conversation you know why you want to be in the lifestyle the first thing would be to download apps i think to download some of the apps which we can obviously unicorn landing for women um Obviously, but then there are apps like SLS, SDC, Cassidy is a website, FetLife, Field, Three Fun. Um, so yes, download apps and just start talking to people. Find some meet and greets, and also a good place is meet and greets. You'll see the word meet and greet versus party. So a meet and greet is typically held at a bar, a public bar, and it's just a bunch of swingers gathering, chatting, having a drink, saying hi, not making it obvious they're swingers to the rest of the public. Just a group of friends hanging out. That's a very good first step in a non-threatening way because there's no like no naked people, no like, oh, what are we doing here? I'm nervous. Just people chilling, hanging out. You have your partner to hang on to if you're nervous.
0: Mm-hmm. How do you find a meet and greet?
2: Bet Life or- Just um,
1: events near your area.
2: SLS.com S- is a website. They have an app, but on their website, if you go to their event section, they're really good about- posting events and then fetlife f-e-t life.com is also another really good place to find those meet and greets
0: well unfortunately we're out of time because i have like a billion a billion more questions i could talk I, I, i i really do um but what i want you to do is tell everybody where they can find you because they can find you in a lot of places of course, I want you to give them again your app, your website information, um, and then hopefully in the future, we will get a chance to talk again. So go ahead and let them.
2: Yeah. So obviously, um, on unicornlanding.com is the best place to download the app. You've got the, the links for the website as well, because it's an app website as well, um, or you can download the app on iOS or Google Play. Um, but to get in contact with us directly, the impulsive duo.com, um, is our direct link. And there are, I mean, you can get us a touch with this email. Our podcast is on there. Our,
1: if you Google the impulsive duo, it, pop- it will pop it up. It Instagram, up. Everything we have is Instagram, the TikTok,
2: duo. Reddit. I mean, we we're on every platform you can think of. We also have a spicy page, which, you know, helps a little.
0: Thank you so much for joining me. Hey, guys, you know where to find me. You can find me on Facebook. She Explores Life, Locker Room Talk and Shots. You can find me on Instagram. She Explores Life, Locker Room Talk and Shots. Head over to TikTok. I'm super suppressed over there because I talked about fucking one too many times. But whatever. You can find me. (laughs) And I'm also on YouTube and I will be up loading not only this podcast episode but i'm doing tons of sex toy reviews because i've been fucking myself for you so you can find me there at annette benedetti uh and so guys until next time cheers i will see you all in the locker room (laughs) (laughs) ring loop Bring sexy back in 2024 with hot lingerie, sensual body products, and adventurous sex toys from lovehoney.com, all at a 15% discount with code EXPLORES15. Embrace your inner bombshell with their gorgeous bra and panty sets, baby dolls, and corsets. Then explore your desires with their line of toys that range from Vanilla is My Flavor to Tie Me Up and Call Me Good Girl Daddy. And don't forget to treat yourself to a massage candle or essential body oil. All for 15% off with code EXPLORES15 when you shop lovehoney.com. That's right, 15% off on lingerie, sex toys, and more when you shop lovehoney.com and use code EXPLORES15 at checkout. Cheers.